Hello. Whilst the fundamentals of the internal combustion engine have long been understood, the Chinese were developing cranks over 2,000 years ago, and our own John Barber, a mining engineer working in Warwickshire, patented a gas turbine in 1791. It was the entrepreneurs of the 19th century to whom we more generally ascribe his perfection in a widely usable form. Gottlieb Daimler, Carl Benz, Rudolf Diesel and Robert Bosch are just some of the names that resonate to this day in that most ubiquitous of manifestations, the motor car. Yet it is questionable whether any of these luminaries could have envisaged its ascendancy over the next 100 years as virtually every continent based their industrial strategies around the manufacture of the horseless carriage. The UK was blessed, or cursed depending on one's perspective, with being at the forefront of car construction and numerous tenderfoot sprang up, in some cases falling back down again with equal rapidity. Car and component manufacturing became a mainstay of our industrial strategy throughout the 20th century in which those who fell by the wayside were counted by those who not only prospered but went on to become iconic. One of these, and a name that is particularly associated with the Midlands, is Jaguar Land Rover. The current personification of Jaguar Land Rover Automotive PLC is owned by Tata Motors of India, but still has its British HQ near Coventry. The company's flagship engine manufacturing centre is now based at the I-54 Business Park, just north of Wolverhampton, thus cementing a continuing loyalty to the region. Prior to their merger, both Jaguar and Land Rover enjoyed their own illustrious histories and have a heritage of vehicles that have become classics. The original all-terrain four-wheel drive Land Rover, launched at the Amsterdam Motor Show in April 1948, remained in continuous production for almost 68 years. In its various incarnations, it dominated the four-wheel drive utility vehicle scene right up to being discontinued in January 2016. Whilst JLR now make a range of cars under the Land Rover tag, it is still the venerable Landy with which the name is universally associated. That may provide the basis for another tale, but for this context I am taken by those of the Jaguar stable and, as will become apparent, none more so than the legendary Jaguar E-Type. Jaguar's business was originally founded in 1922 as the Swallow Sidecar Company, making motorcycle sidecars before diversifying into bodies for passenger cars. In association with the Standard Motor Company, the business extended to complete cars that were sold under the name Jaguar, and in 1945, the company changed its name from SS Cars to Jaguar Cars. Successive mergers led to it eventually becoming part of British Leyland, which was nationalised in 1975. In 1990, Ford acquired Jaguar Cars and then Land Rover in 2000. Ford subsequently sold both to Tata Motors in 2008, and in 2013, Jaguar Land Rover Limited became the unitary brand for both marks. The E1A was the prototype of the production Jaguar E-Type that came to embody the spirit of the 1960s. Crooner Frank Sinatra drove one, as did film star Grace Kelly, later to become Princess Grace of Monaco, on marriage to Prince Rainier. In addition to being a seductively stunning design, the E-Type was also one of the fastest in its day, 
and almost half a century since the last roll off the production line, can still show a clean pair of heels. Even Enzo Ferrari, hardly a shrinking violet, when he came to his own exquisite automobiles, was moved to describe the E-Type as the most beautiful car ever made. The story goes that in 1957, when the project was still top secret, a prototype was lent to one Lieutenant Colonel Christopher Jennings, editor of the Motor magazine. An enthusiast with a passion for speed, Jennings had his favourite roads, and one of them had obtained his quickest run in an Aston Martin. Understandably, Jaguar were interested in seeing how their model fared against the Aston, and it is from this point that I cannot continue the tale without revealing my hand, the denouement that is the Welsh connection. You see, the aforementioned Jennings's favourite road in this instance was the route between Brecon and his home in Carmarthenshire. Just after dawn, on what was described as a perfect May morning in 1957, Jennings set off in the Jaguar, accompanied by his wife Margaret, herself an accomplished racing driver. Jennings subsequently reported, We made a 20-mile warming-up run and then had a go. The result was almost fantastic. The first 20 miles from Carmarthen to Thlandovery were covered at an average of just over 70 miles per hour, and Brecon was reached in 43 minutes. The return journey was made at a fast touring speed by my wife, but nevertheless equalled the Aston Martin record of 50 minutes. At no time did we exceed 120 miles per hour. It will be seen, therefore, that the new Jaguar is a potential world-beater. Jennings was evidently given to prescience. Before the model was discontinued in 1975, it had notched up around 72,000 units, an impressive number for such a prestigious vehicle. Fashion fades, but pedigree is constant, and in January 2017, a rare 1963 lightweight competition model sold at auction for just shy of £6 million. The Principality is still a mecca for fans of the Big Cat, as Jaguar cars are affectionately known, and is host to several enthusiast clubs. But the gathering of Saturday the 15th of July 2017 at the Castle Hotel in Brecon was special, being almost the 60th anniversary of Lieutenant Colonel Jennings' exploits back in May 1957. Setting off at a markedly more leisurely pace than Jennings, a convoy of around 40 big cats made their way to Carmarthen for display in the town centre and thence to Pendine Sands before returning to Brecon. Pendide Sands are some seven miles of beach at Carmarthen Bay that have been used for racing since the early 1900s. The first land speed record attempt was by the legendary Malcolm Campbell, who, on the 25th of September 1924, set a record of 146.16 miles per hour in his 350 horsepower aero engine car Bluebird. Significantly, Bluebird was made by Sunbeam, Yet another black country name with an illustrious past, Sunbeam was based in Wolverhampton, where there is still the road named after its founder, John Marston. In 1927, again on the sands but with a different bluebird, Campbell raised the record to 174.22 miles per hour. The sands still attract speed enthusiasts, some quite idiosyncratic. In May 2018, 
one Mr. Kevin Nix broke his own record for taking what he claims to be the only road-legal motorised garden shed to 101 miles per hour. Around the same time, it was announced that the area could be destined for refurbishment with proposals for a museum, events facility and a hostel. For the 60th anniversary of Jennings Entertainments, one could well imagine that a demonstration of blistering performance would take second place to pride of ownership. After all, it would seem counterintuitive to see all that effort and elbow grease to buff your pride and joy until it gleamed be wasted by driving past onlookers so quickly they couldn't notice it. <laughs> Hardly the stuff of showmanship. And I say that with some confidence, since, I freely confess, I do exactly the same with my own modest collection of vehicles, unfortunately none of which is, as yet, a Jaguar. The world-conquering Jaguar and its E-Type, even after all these years synonymous with the West Midlands motor industry, can still emit a mighty metaphorical and actual roar. But, in celebrating its glory, let us not forget Banakumri Idre Goch, and, if my Welsh pronunciation is up to speed, I have described the Red Dragon Passant on a white background, which for more than half a century has helped imbue its fire. Enjoy your black country, and do join me again soon for more Tales from the Bone.